and I love it. I can't yeah. say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love her so much. I yep. love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. That's just what I do. I can't say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love her so much. I yep. love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. That's just what I do. See. From deep in the heart of Central Texas, it's the Best of the Outdoors podcast, brought to you by Texas Fishing Game Magazine, the voice of the Texas Outdoor Nation. I'm your humble host, Dustin Von Warnke, the Outdoor Success Guy, back with you with another show, and I'm so excited that you've taken the opportunity to download this show or stream it online, however you have found us. Thank you so much for doing so. That means the world to us. All right, back with another podcast this week and really excited to connect with all you guys on social media. Please PM me or uh, IM me, however, direct message me on Instagram. I'm at Dustin's Projects or uh, you can find me uh, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, W-A-R-N-C-K-E on Facebook. And uh, tell me what you think of the show. And please also leave us a positive five-star rating on a re- uh, review on um, any of the social platforms such as uh, Stitcher, YouTube, uh itunes of course is kind of the big kingpin in the podcast game um any place like that i appreciate those of you guys that have left us some reviews over the past uh few years that really makes me happy and helps other people find the show and then tell a friend so just tell a friend if you enjoy this podcast and want to share this with them we come out with a new show every two weeks and um I just love bringing all this to you. This is a lot of fun. So we're back with another live stream episode, which I've been doing a lot of lately, uh, taking the podcast on the road. I got a new laptop. Actually, my wife handed me down her laptop and I bought her a new one. That's the way it's like federal law that your wife gets the, the, uh, as a guy, the wife gets the better stuff. You know, it is in my household. At least she drives a better truck and, um, we both own trucks and, uh, she also, uh, gets the better laptop and the faster stuff. She's in grad school now. So that's kind of exciting what's going on there, but I, got her laptop it works perfectly for this um podcast that we recorded at crosswater outfitters which is my fishing ministry um i uh also received an award at the fishing ministry this weekend for uh service uh and it was a a certificate of appreciation that fort hood's warrior and transition unit brigade uh gave the uh the folks that um that uh, gave us as a ministry crosswater outfitters ministry and they awarded that plaque then to me and they only get those a couple of uh maybe two two or three years or so and i was just humbly grateful to receive such a thing i'm gonna hang it on my wall i've already got a spot picked out uh i just feel so blessed and so wonderful to be able to share this message with you of hope and inspiration in the outdoor lifestyle and really also that that i was recognized like that by camp agape and by crosswater outfitters both in the same year uh, as an honorarium and as a, an award certificate appreciation award so man i'm on fire dude i just love this stuff love this outdoor stuff love to teach people about hunting fish love to uh, to just spread the outdoor message of uh, of all that fun stuff and uh today like i said we've got a Great podcast for you, Dennis Martin and Ed Helon, or I think it's Ed Helen, I think is the way I say his last name. Um, Ed is just a fantastic part of our ministry. Ed and Dennis are both in the leadership board of our ministry with the fishing stuff. And we'll cross what our outfitters, I know I've do- talked about this one before the show, so if you're a first-time listener, just to give you a background, fishing ministry that basically, and there's such a thing as a fishing ministry too, guys with boats and a good heart. Um Basically, what they do is uh, the Crosswater Outfitters guys do is uh, minister to international students, 
um, wounded warriors, or that, that term's loosely thrown around a lot, uh, disabled vets or folks that have returned from the military that are exiting out of the military to civilian life is what the Warriors and Transition Brigade unit is about. And then also um, uh, friends and neighbors of our, of our staff, our, our, uh, our team. Uh, we encourage each other in, uh, in loving Jesus and loving God. And, um, you know, it's a really cool thing to, to get around and do. So I live stream this on the Facebook page for Texas Fishing Game Magazine. I told the story at the beginning how I accidentally live streamed under my personal page thinking it was a TFNG page at ICAST this year. So anyway, that was kind of silly. But I uh, live streamed this thing, and uh, uh, this was really cool. We had a lot of a lot of fun on this podcast, and I think you will enjoy it. Uh, if you've not done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It is free. You get a new show every two weeks. We pay for this via sponsors. And uh, also... Uh, please also subscribe to our newsletters. I'll talk about that more at the end of the show. They're free as well. Tuesday is Tactical and Practical Tuesday. Um, Wildlife Wednesday and the Thursday Texas State of the Outdoor Nation. Those come out every once every um, every uh, every week, actually. And uh, they uh, come out Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. A lot of great information to help you in your outdoor pursuits. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy that. So without further ado, here is Mr. Ed Halon and Dennis Martin from Crosswater Outfitters, our live stream this past weekend here we go make it work i guess so this right here is the microphone that right here is the microphone microphone you should have seen check. the last one we did okay this, i've got to say this first before we get started i'm there with chester and i go live on our video it's really on my facebook not on texas fishing games facebook Okay, so I'm like, oh my gosh, it was crazy. I was so embarrassed, but anyway, um, anyway, but yeah. So, all right, um, so we're here at uh, Lake Belton, Blora, Belton Lake Recreational Area, and Belton Lake Recreational Area, and uh, basically just hanging out, recording a podcast. So, thank you guys for joining us online, and um, I got Dennis here. Hey, I've got Ed here. And I got your buddy, the host, Dustin Von Warnke, um, and we're rocking it, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. So, besides the regular weekend that we have, it has been pretty crazy weather this weekend, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, yeah. Storms moving through. A little exciting out on the water a little bit ago. Tor tornado watch. I mean, this is pretty crazy for Central Texas, but... I mean, it's it's just kind of a, a ebb and flow of stuff at these kind of events, and and uh, it's it's great. So, uh, Ed, you haven't been on the show before, Dennis. You have, Ed. You want to say a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I'm from Gatesville, Texas. Uh, been with the Crosswater Outfitters now for about three years. Uh, this will be my fourth event here. Uh, looking forward to our Conroe event coming up. Uh, and I, you know, I enjoy these guys. I, I love all of them. You know, I love God. So I, I enjoy doing this with soldiers. Cool. No, that's great. That's good to hear. Um, Dennis, give us a background on yourself real quick. Yeah, so I've been with Crosswater Outfitters since uh, December 2013. Yes. Um, <clears throat> that was the uh, <laughs> that was the windchill below zero event. If I, remember right. <laughs> I remember that well. <laughs> um, yeah, like Ed, I uh, you know I love God, I love serving, and uh, I, I love being able to give back to these uh, soldiers and families who sacrifice so much for uh, for us to be able to do what it is that we do. Right. Uh, it's kind of a kind of a, an amazing feedback loop. We can we can we can close. Right. Uh, you know, we bless them. We bless them. They bless us. We bless them. They bless us, and it just keeps going, right? Right. Exactly. So, 
Um, you know, what we do at these events, you know, we talked about this back in April on our last show uh, that we did live kind of remote show before ICAST is basically, um, you know, serve those who have served us, uh, which is important. There are a lot of other organizations out there that do that, but nobody that does it quite like we do, right? Right, yeah. As Crosswater Outfitters. So, anyway, that's kind of cool. And I was blessed this morning to receive an award from Fort Hood uh, that was given to me. And I'm just, thank you. I'm Congratulations, just, my I'm just very blessed to be here and just very blessed to um, to have that opportunity to, to, to receive something like that. I'm very honored. So, um, yeah, man. I appreciate y'all thinking about me like that. So, um, so anyway, uh, fishing right now. Uh, Been doing much of it, either of you? Yeah, we caught, uh, what, four over ten pounds earlier. And right, today? Three, yep, today. Yeah, three under and we're talking pounds. catfish, obviously. Catfish, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Four yeah. over ten pounds is a pretty good day out here. Yeah, yeah. a couple gars. Yeah, it's a good day. Yeah, it's a, a good day. it's been the weekend of like big fish. Yeah. Uh, right. Not many fish getting caught, but the ones we're catching are all fairly sizable. So here we normally have numbers. At Conroe, we normally have size and numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here, and then, you know, Buchanan is kind of a, a mixed bag, but here it's kind of a, a grind this weekend, but the sizes that we're catching are bigger. And I think part of that is the management of the lake where you're, where you're getting things that, you know, letting fish go and letting the bigger ones breed and so on and so forth. And I think that's paying off. I mean, I can't say it's all our, you know, doing, but... Why not? <laughs> so, I can't say it's all our doing, but I mean, I can say that it's, it's beneficial, you know, to, uh, to that kind of means, so... Sure. Yeah. One of the things I've always admired about Texas Parks and Wildlife is they have is they they're they're not playing the short game. They're playing the long game most of the time. So they're thinking about things like what is this lake going to look like right. in five years, ten years. Right. So uh, so they I, I would agree they do a pretty good job of that management wise. Yeah, and there's some people that get Texas Fish and Game mixed up with Texas Parks and Wildlife, which is our federal, you know, agency, our state state government agency for uh, for our fish and game. Did I just um, did I just do that? No, okay. I just said I just said in general, <laughs> a lot of people hear Texas Fish and Game and they think, oh yeah, the, for sure, you know, that must mean this a state, but it's really not. We're our own private magazine and podcast. But the thing that that I think you're right about that a lot of that started to pay off now in a lot of ways. You guys are both big bass fishermen, mm-hmm. so. Um, what you throw in this time of year, and um, and what and Ed, why don't you go first? Well, I'll let Dennis. Go okay. Dennis. <laughs> get all the get all the scoop on, on, yeah. on Ed, Dennis yeah. first. <laughs> well, usually this time of year, I'd be coming out of uh, chasing the white bass schools around um, and throwing slabs at them. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Uh, I'd be I, I'd be coming out of the coming out of the summer pattern. Uh, now you can start to. I'll tell you, we found the we found the largemouth out on Main Lake Points yesterday, so they haven't moved back into creeks. That's yet. right, you fished largemouth yesterday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, blue seemed to be the color that worked. Uh, ordinarily, I throw a green pumpkin, as you as you know, but uh, blue seemed to work for us yesterday. And, you were throwing uh, a mega crawl again? I was throwing the rage crawl. Uh, the rage crawl. That's yeah, the guest say, on yeah. my boat was throwing a uh, was throwing a blue cinco, and uh, he actually caught more than I did. So wow, fantastic. Yeah, both of them Texas rig, but. Um, but yeah, the fish are, they're moving up, but they're not back into creeks yet. yet. So you'll okay. find them shallow on Main Lake Points. At least that's where they're at now. Well, possibly when this show airs, that's going to be more of a, uh, of a pattern. Like Matt Williams said on our show the other day, they're basically going to be moving to the backs of creeks. And that's yeah. the case on Island Henry. That's the case on, you know, on a lot of these larger lakes. You know, Belton's not a small lake, but it's not a huge lake either. It's not Toledo, Bend, or Rayburn. But yeah. yeah. So that's good. How about you, Ed? Yeah, basically the points, uh, 
the more shallow water right now, I, I use the blue Cinco. The blue Cinco? Yeah. Yeah. I knew you were going to just cheat off of what he, he said. No, right? no I, I'm just kidding. I actually, <laughs> when I do, that's normally what I start with. Blue Cinco, okay. Yeah, uh, and usually do pretty well. Cool. Uh, yep. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's just so much to do in the outdoors this time of year. I mean, obviously it's hunting season, so a lot of people are out doing that. Yes. I just recently, I haven't talked about this on the show yet because I was still in the process of doing it on the last podcast, but I, I hunted hogs with um, my cousin, second cousin, Michael Warnke, and um, he brought some family down to Texas to hunt a DB hunting ranch, which is one of the ranches I work for doing marketing and sales. And um, it was it was uh, a challenging hunt because it rained in the middle of it, and we could get in, but we could not get out. <laughs> yeah. It was an interesting outdoor adventure for sure, because the mud, you know, just oh, yeah. sinks down to your ankles, and it's just that that miserable feeling in the bottom of your stomach, you know. Yeah, so totally. Did you get anything? I didn't, but they got a nice boar, a nice big boar. So, you know, so somebody's trying to call me on my Facebook feed. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, that's that's what's going on there. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's been a great, you know, it's just great to get out in the outdoors. Doesn't matter if you're hunting or fishing or whatever. I try to make these shows kind of binary, whether they're hunting or fishing, and this one I kind of wanted to combine the two. Because you two have an interest in, in, in the outdoors, you know, and the ministry that we do across water, which I know I've talked about on the show before, but it, we really seek to impact lives and, um, and really, you know, change men through the outdoors and change families' dynamics through the outdoors. Isn't that right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you'd be surprised at, uh, at something about being in the outdoors gives you the opportunity to kind of reflect right. and, uh, and and look at yourself in this introspective way. And um, I can't quite explain it. It doesn't. It, it does. You know, it's difficult. It's difficult to explain, but it just does that. And when you get people out there. Uh, it gives them the opportunity to really hear the message yes. and uh, and understand it and connect to how it would impact their lives. Right, right. Which is one thing we try to do. But the one thing we don't do as an organization, a faith-based organization, is beat people over the head with. Right. We let people, you know, I don't want to say the word buy into it spiritually, but sure. I'm just saying we let people dive into it spiritually instead of it being, you know, something. So I, I just wanted to highlight what the organization does because yeah. there, there's a lot of good things. So Yeah, I think we show them by our actions. You right, know, right. By, by our, our connection, our, our, our energy, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Um, so, the pattern these weeks for catfish is we're using live shad, cut shad out here, right? Yeah, cut shad is what we're using. Uh, I think most of the fish are getting caught in the 20-foot range, something yeah. like that. Um, and like I said, it's it's big fish. Uh, we've caught a few. We've had a few, a few throwbacks, too. So, there are baby catfish running around out there. But, uh, but yeah, big, big fish are biting. It's, it's beneficial to see when you've got a um, you've got a fishery that has kind of everything at every column of the of the spectrum when it comes to size so now we're starting to see big fish but years ago all we caught was little leaders out here and that was all that there was so I mean I think like I say good management has helped us have bigger catfish and also the weather being as stinky as it is right now out here has helped you know I, yeah. would, I would say so too so. Yeah, I don't remember us catching the, no, the size. pounders yeah in one day anytime before and we had we had two on one jug two, over ten we had we had two 10 pounders on one jug and uh yeah like ed said you know we might hear about a couple of 10 pounders right. being caught right during the course of the weekend but not this like weekend's been phenomenal yeah not not like what we're doing now no that's great that's great um ideas on jug fishing guys 
Three hooks, no more. I talked about that on the last show yeah, I did with Matt Williams. Yeah. Three hooks, not five, even though the state allows you to do five. And um, easy way to fill up the boat with a lot of fish. We're having a fish fry tonight, so that's yeah. one of the things that we do. Yeah. yeah, and the cool thing about it, too, is um, especially if you have people on board who uh, on your boat who don't fish a lot. Right. Um, you know, it's a good way to make sure that you get some fish on board somehow. You can go out, right. throw your jug, you know, on a, you know, on a not, on a weekend where we're not serving. You know, you could still do the same thing. You go out, put your jugs out, then go maybe fish for some crappie or go fish for some bass. Right. Come back, check your jugs. Go out, do some more fishing. Come back, check your jugs, and you're guaranteed to have, almost guaranteed to have some fish. Right. So it's a, it's a great way to, great way to introduce people to fishing or, or get people to, get people to get in on the action when they don't fish very often. You can show them the basics, how to take a fish off the hook. Yes, You know, and things, how to bait the hook, things like that. So it's, it's a good start for a lot of people. It's, it is, yeah. No, it's, it's great. It's great to, to just introduce people to the sport, but then you can get into the more complicated things like hunting, you know, shooting the back of the creek, shooting docks, that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, the, the flipping, the, the casting, all that stuff. Stuff that you get with rod and reel fishing, but yeah. jug fishing is just all around a great opportunity to uh, to connect with people. So that's why we do that. But um, so the catfish, uh, any thoughts on? Are you been going after whites or anything like that lately? Lately, Dennis? Um, no, I you know to be <laughs> to be honest with you, I've been working on other projects, and up until this weekend, I had not fished in five months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least you fished yesterday. So you had something to talk about today, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, ordinarily, this is the time of the year where I would be just at the tail end of chasing around, uh, chasing around schools of white bass. Right. Um, I saw a lot of activity out on uh, out on Mid Lake Humps uh, yesterday. We couldn't get any couldn't get any bites out of it. But were you like, slabbing or what we all doing? I was slabbing. slabbing yeah, but it was right in the middle of the day, so it probably yeah. wasn't the ideal time to be doing that. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, this is about the time where I would be transitioning off white bass and onto onto largemouth and smallmouth. Right. Yeah, we saw a bass tournament out here for a high school. Kids. That's right. That was this, this morning. Yeah, 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 I saw the same thing. Yeah, we yeah. saw a couple pull pull them. Yeah, some nice ones. Yeah, I saw some fishing off of our off of our, our shore out here, uh, and that's been that that's so nice to see because there's so many people that you know talk about the next generation, the next generation, but to actually see it in action, which we're all about getting kids in the outdoors, but I mean, when you see a tournament that's basically around high school kids or college kids, whatever, the youth, uh, and these kids are hooked on fishing for life, I mean, that's a really good thing to that's see. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wish I'd been able to do that when I was a kid. I, I came late to fishing, as you, as you know, yeah. so... Yeah, it's cool to see that. Yeah, it is. I just think it's beneficial. So it's just one of those things that I think the more you, um, you know, you you're around it, the more you realize that the sport is has a has a has a uh, uh, future. Um, so I was going to talk about a controversial subject on here. Oh, oh, here we go. And Ed's like, "What you got?" Here we go. <laughs> Bassmaster. And what's going on with Bassmaster, and what's going on with, um, and I did not warn y'all I was going to talk about this at all, and what's going on with Major League Fishing. Yeah. Now I, I am trying to stay fair and balanced on this, so I try not to have an opinion, but it's it's pretty big news. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a feeling something like that might happen because you look at the ratings that Major League Fishing gets, and you look at the exposure, and uh, I I figured that they might try to make a big move at some point. I I didn't think it was going to be anything like this. Right. But I'm, I'm, so that kind of took me by surprise, but I'm not shocked to see the number of big names that are committed to it. Right. Yeah. 
I talked about this in our last fishing show, but I mean, I, I just think it's interesting the, the, the trend that happened because Bassmaster was that. I mean, for it was all there was, you know, for the longest time. And then yeah. to see it, somebody like, you know, Major League Fishing grow like they have, I mean, it's just interesting. It's just interesting dynamics for the future of fishing because yeah. it's opening up more of a playing field now for younger anglers to get involved and make their name, you know, in the industry. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing about it is those guys, especially the real big name guys, you know, your guys like Kevin Van Dam and, right. and those guys, you know, they don't, they're not living and dying by tournament winnings. They're living and dying by sponsorship money. And so... That needed to be said. Yes, yeah, correct. So the more exposure you give those guys, the more the better it is for them because they can attract sponsors and, and more dollars from sponsors doing that. So uh, it's kind of a perfect storm. Major League Fishing provides all that for them. And I, I think you, you might even make an argument. I don't know if I would make this argument, but I think that, I think that, I think it's a good topic for discussion. Uh, Bassmaster maybe kind of got caught with their pants down because they're a little behind the times when it comes to that stuff. They weren't expecting something like this to happen. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they've only got just recently gotten into uh, gotten into streaming their coverage online. FLW was miles ahead of them on that. Yes. Um, and then here comes Major League Fishing, and uh, you know, basically that outdoor channel runs off Major League Fishing. Right. You got hours. I mean, they expand. You just watch the expansion of the program as a one-hour program once a week. That's a two-hour program. Yes. Then all of a sudden they've gone from one from one tournament to three tournaments. A year. Yes. I mean, it, it it's kind of. You can you can see as you look back on it now, you can kind of see the roadmap of what was coming up. Right. But, uh, yeah. I, again, I think Bassmaster kind of got caught there. And, yeah. yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see how or if they they can respond to it. Well, it's just an outdoor subject that I think you know needs to be discussed because I mean the the, the implications of what it means to the future of sport fishing. But the, the, the thought there is that that widens up the field for the sport to grow even more. Yeah. I mean that's that's all I'm saying. What do you think? Ed? Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's the best thing to do. I mean, you look at other sports. You know, bowling or golf or anything—they all have other venues to to get people known into right. fishing and to get kids into fishing. Uh, so I, I think it's I think it's the best thing to do. Okay. No, that's good. That's good to. I didn't mean to spring that on no, you, no. but I thought I'd at least you know do something that would be a little you know somewhat controversial. I so. think the more advertisement you get on a, on a sport, the, the it just it, it all work in advertising. You know, it just kind of puts the sponsors in a vicarious position sure. in some way because they've already spent all their money on these yeah. these big pros, but then these newer guys come in and they need funding too. I mean, it all works off of ad sales ad pretty sales. much or sponsorship sales. So yeah, the one thing I kind of fear is at some point you know. Bass fishing or fishing, you know, fishing as a as a spectator sport or as a sport in general has kind of undergone this uh, this rapid growth over the last two or three years. Yes. It's, it's, I, it, it, it takes me back to the period of NASCAR uh, right around the early 2000s sure. where there was this huge growth explosion. Yeah. And NASCAR has since kind of contracted a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't. And uh, so I wonder what what will happen if if the same thing happens with bass fishing. Uh, do one of these tournament trails then fall by the wayside? It, right. It, you know, I'd be interested to see how they position themselves for that eventual contraction. Right, because there's enough, there's room now there. Yeah. You know, a lot of room. Yeah, with a lot of the folks. So anyway, I, I just, I didn't want everybody to get all up in arms about it. I just kind of think it's interesting. That's all. It just kind of is one of the things that has been, been awfully, you know, uh, newsworthy lately. I guess yeah. is a better word. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any strong feelings about it one way or the other. I kind of look at it from a pretty sterile standpoint, right? right? It's it's interesting. It's it's cool to watch. I, I you know, 
I, I've watched Major League Fishing. I've also watched Bassmaster coverage. I've watched FLW coverage. I don't, sure. I don't like or dislike any one more than the other. Um, right. But it, it will be interesting to see how, how it plays out over the course of the yeah. next five to ten years. Yeah, for sure. That'll be good. Um, so basically, I don't talk a lot about boat stuff, but you guys are both are both uh, boat guys like I am, and I don't even own my own boat, but I mean, I'm on a lot of y'all's boats. Um, what are some good things to keep in mind this time of year for winterizing, or, um, you know, just, what, what are y'all using now? I mean, what are y'all... I'm, I'm a bad guy to ask. I don't winterize my you boat. You don't winterize your boat? Okay, I, cool. You know, you know how I winterize my boat? I take it out and go fishing. Go fishing. <laughs> so, I yeah, mean, that's, that's a nice thing. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, we go out again in December uh, for one of these. And so, we really don't winter, winterize them. I mean, I, you know, I don't know, even know if I know how to winterize them. Right. I, I, mean, there's, I assume it's the same as There's additives and stuff you use. But, yeah. you know, the thing about Texas that's so unique about yeah, us. You never know. Is that, is that if we may have a mild winter, we have a solid, you know, a solid cold winter. But... The nice thing is we can always fish. I mean, the, the lakes don't ice over, right. not like the north. You know, nothing against people that are ice fishing, but at the same time, it's it's, it's really cool to get out there and grind in the winter, you know, which I've done with you in December. I've done with, you know, with both of y'all before. And both of y'all are avid bass fishers, so I would just like to ask that because if you don't win winterize because you're fishing all the time, your boat's in really good shape, you know, for the most part. Yeah, that's just right. my understanding. So. The only thing I do is if I know a hard freeze is coming, I'll make sure that I don't have any water left in sure, the boat or sure. anything like that. But. Just good maintenance stuff. Yeah. And our magazine has Lenny Rudow, or Rudo, I don't know how to say his last name, I still haven't realized, but he writes for our Houston Boat Show article um, uh, magazine that we do every year, and then we, he writes our boating column for the magazine. And, uh, you know, he also writes a lot of our web stuff, so he has a lot of how-to stuff on things that are that are big in the outdoors. One of the things that I thought was interesting that I was um, I was talking to one of our guys, Dallas, about is PowerPole has the blade, um, you know, a uh, uh, PowerPole uh, uh, shallow water anchor. Uh, he says that they're, they're uh, you know, one of the things that he noticed about them is they have a fantastic warranty. It's, 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 you know, defective parts and stuff like that. And I, they're one of our advertisers, so I wanted to give them a plug on this show. Um, it's one of the things. They have a new system called, uh, you know, the, the remote control for the actual... Um, uh, the actual um, uh, boat, you know, the, the, the shallow water anchors is a remote control for it. But there's also, this is really, really interesting, a charge system, which basically manages the power, runs your pumps and stuff like that at lower um, lower uh, 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 battery capacity, so it saves your battery and, and, and uh, re- battery. Yeah, cool. yeah. Talk, about talk about battery. Yeah, there's my battery <laughs> on my phone. Um, but anyway, it talks about basically the, the, whole, the whole thought on that as far as um, the whole thought on that being that um, it manages your battery power to make your batteries last longer throughout the day, which is important for if you're bass fishing and you're really giving it a hard, hard try. And then it's also big about, um, you know, they have the other thing called the Vision, which is their whole remote control system that's on a, uh, and this is good for you, the Android guy. You, you and I are both iPhone guys, but uh, the uh, the Vision is basically a whole uh, Android platform tablet that mounts on your on your dashboard and controls everything on your boat electronically. Yeah. I mean, so and it's, so it's not cheap, but I mean the technology is, is not coming; it's already here. Yeah, the more more electronics we pile on our boat, the uh, the more important the battery management right. is. Right, right. That's my point, I guess. So yeah, yeah that's what we got. So, anything else to add, guys? I don't want to keep y'all too much longer. We got to go clean fish now. Yeah, we so. got to go clean. Uh, <laughs> we got to go get that all set up pretty soon. No, so. I appreciate you having us on here. Justin. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah. I know you listen to the show, and Dennis and I know you listen to the show too. So, appreciate I'm the avid, I'm avid, uh, avid.
the fans of y'all stuff as well. So we have family need to read the boat maintenance part of the magazine. We don't do that. Yeah, boat maintenance part. I mean, it's just about general boating stuff, and it's just, it's just, it's really a cool part of the magazine. I just wanted to bring people's attention to. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I need, I need some, I need some of your sponsors or your readers to teach me about boat maintenance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we haven't I probably shouldn't have brought that up on this particular show. We didn't, ask, anyway. we didn't answer you very well. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was what I kind of sprung on you last minute without telling you. <laughs> like, uh, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, ideally, you know, like on our older, I used to own a boat. I mean, running the, the gas out of it. Get the gas out of it. Make sure your lines are making dry. Making sure your lines are dry. Yeah. Making sure stuff like that. I just want to talk about it. Because yeah. with the winter season and stuff like that, you know, taking your boat out. I mean, colder is going to be different than warmer. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, for uh, sure. I wanted to bring that up. So, anyway. But That's right. Thank you guys so much for watching, reading, listening. And I uh, and, uh, appreciate you guys being on the show. Thanks, Dustin. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate it. And there those gentlemen go. Fantastic men of God, I'm telling you. Guys that are really uh, good Christian men. Um, great fishermen, great outdoorsmen, great outdoor lifestyle guys that, that really you know spread the message of, uh, of hope and love and everything like that that we do at Crosswater Outfitters. And just I'm just blown away at how, uh, how knowledgeable they are and then how much fun we have on this show. So um, anyway, I just really appreciate them both being a part of the podcast. I know they're listening. So thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Ed. Uh, they're both regular listeners to the podcast as well, which is really cool. And there's lots of fun there. So I'm just going to end with these closing thoughts here, if um, if I might. Um, one of the things that is is impacted me in the work that I do, in the ministry work that I do in the outdoors, is uh, is the, the changes you make in your your own life to reflect and impact other people and the changes they make in their life. And um, what I mean by that is is doing more with your time and your job and your priorities and everything like that to shift things around and make things make time for people that need you, for people that need help, for people that need uh, uplifting, you know, message, um, people that need a smile, people that need a hug, um, that kind of stuff. So I'm not trying to get too mushy here, but what I'm trying to say is kind of like the uh, old um, saying, and I talked about this on my Facebook video this week uh, before this podcast went live. Um, you know, the, the, the greatest change you can have in your life is helping change somebody else's life for the better. Um, and what I really mean to say is, uh, as, as Gandhi is attributed to saying this, but I don't think it was, it was really him that said it, but be the change that you want to see in the world. And for me, that's conservation. For me, that's getting kids involved in the outdoors. For me, that's uh, giving back to our veterans like we do at Crosswater Outfitters. Uh, for me, there, that's a lot of different things. And that's why I'm one of the busiest people you'll meet because I'm constantly running around trying to make a difference. And uh, that's the main thing that I took from this uh uh, Evangelical Lutheran Church in America um, of America um, youth gathering that we had back uh, this past summer. The youth came back to our church basically with the message of, I want my life to make a difference. I want my life to make a change. And rather than just going through the motions, which so many of us are found doing these days in Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and everywhere else, and we're just kind of like, woe is me, and this is bad, this is bad happened, you know, whatever. I'm all about uplifting people. So if you've not done so already, check out my Facebook page. Uh, not page, but my face, personal Facebook profile, uh, Dustin Vaughn Warnke, W-A-R-N-C-K-E. Uh, that is free, and I keep that open to, to basically get free requests from anybody in the nation uh, that wants to, uh, to connect. But basically, you know, I, I put out on my last video that I did the week before this airs that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's really hard on my heart to, um, 
to not give abundantly, to not give back because I've been such a bless, I've been blessed by so many people. I'm blessed to be a blessing is what I'm trying to say. And that's what I said on my speech. So uh, my devotion and speech for from the Crosswater Outfitters weekend is up there on Facebook and on the Crosswater Outfitters Facebook page. Uh, you can go check that out. It's about on 20 minutes, I guess I spoke. And uh, basically just talking about the new normal and transitions in life and how to handle those the kind of the practical and tactical way to... Um, to uh, engage with those things and the struggles that we all face. Uh, and, and it's one of those things I've said on my videos before. Uh, pain is mandatory. We all go through pain. Misery is optional. And so that all being said, uh, the outdoors is just a great opportunity to give back. There's a great opportunity to, uh, to make a difference in the animals' lives that you and the fish and, and just the fish and wildlife lives that, that you impact as far as catch and release goes, as far as, you know, passing on those younger bucks. Um, passing on uh on uh you know some of the some of the other things that a lot of times we're inclined to shoot uh you know letting go the uh the big catfish you know and that kind of stuff that that's gonna ensure that people down the road get the same value and the opportunity that you had to enjoy those things so i'm always big about conservation one of the reasons is chester moore editor-in-chief is really big about that too but my whole point is that you have the opportunity in your life to make a difference in some even small way some way make a difference for the greater good of the environment for the greater good of wildlife for fish of, uh, of the outdoors in general picking up trash i mean it could be just a numerous amount of things uh but basically that's what i want to put in, put on your hearts this uh this week to, uh, to at least think about is, uh, you know, and I've said it many times in this podcast before, the purpose of influence is to help those who have none. Our fish and wildlife have no influence except for what the humans basically will, will give them as far as the influence of conservation and uh, making sure that this whole thing stays there for the next generation of hunters, fishermen, and so on and so forth. So this is kind of a general outdoor podcast. Obviously, we talk about fishing, but I... Um, I really just enjoy having the opportunity to talk with all you guys and uh, visit with you and just do this show and um, just really blessed to be a blessing and uh, just thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in and checking out the show this week. So if you've not done so already, again, I said at the beginning of the show, please subscribe, uh, do all that stuff. Uh, it does not cost you anything to get new shows every two weeks. Um, and we just have a fantastic, this is cathartic for me. What I mean by that is it's therapeutic. Um, this is so enlivening for me. It is so, uh, such a, a purpose and meaning of life kind of thing for me to do this show, to impact you, to go impact other people, to give you, you know, hopes, hope and inspiration in the outdoor lifestyle in spoon fills, spoonfuls, I should say, to go out and, um, and, and impact other people for the better. So if you're not giving back in your life, find some way to give back uh the hunters for the hungry we're in the middle of hunting season right now uh hunters for the hungry is a big program right now that uh that's really uh um you know in full swing that the state of texas uh partners with and you know they they've got some great opportunities for you to donate your deer meat if you're if you're a deer hunter at all or donate your um uh, you know, any of your exotic meat, uh, any of your exotic things from the, uh, from the freezer that's already been processed. A lot of times the food bank, I know here in the area, will already take readily processed meat uh, from, a, from a, you know, a confirmed meat processor and basically turn around and, uh, and give that to people that are in need. So there's just a lot of ways you can plug in into your community locally and out, out, you know, outside of the, the, uh, the, your local community as well as far as giving monetary donations and just really you know, help out other people. So that's one, one thing I want this podcast to be about. And I thank you guys so much again for watching, reading, and listening. Have an awesome day in the outdoors. We'll see you next time. I
can't say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love it so much. I yep. love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. And that's just what I do. I can't say it enough. I'm nope. never giving it up. I nope. just love it so much. I yep. love, I love fishing. Man, I love fishing. And that's just what I do.